0: Day, December 26th, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, it was last Wednesday... President Donald Trump said the American worker received a great Christmas present. He was talking about the new tax bill legislation that was passed. Analysis says legislation could increase the national GDP by 1.7 percent and wages could see a bump by 1.5 percent.
1: The Republicans, in a sense, rise or fall with this, and the Democrats now are on record as having voted against, in mass, a tax credit and tax simplification plan certainly that will become fodder in the next election if the tax plan succeeds. And it's the kind of tax plan that you'll start getting the feedback pretty quickly on it. Let's take a look at it, Tom. The original idea was to get these seven tax brackets down to three or five. That did not happen. Yet they did lower rates in every single tax bracket, but they also took away deductions at the same time in an effort to simplify. And the idea was there are some of these deductions that only the rich can take advantage of either by being able to secure lawyers who are competent to do it and tax experts that they can take advantage of it. So in that sense, the deduction reductions were supposed to be middle class and lower class friendly. And the idea was to put it on a postcard. Right now, the figure is being used that over 90% will go to the postcard. And the reason why is because the deductions available have been reduced in terms of these intricate deductions, and they focused in on things like child, adoption, marriage, that there are either tax credits or deductions associated with that. Now, whether it'll be over 90% or not as it's being claimed, I don't know. So they've doubled the marriage benefit. They've doubled the child tax credit behind that. Now, from a Christian world and life view, of course, I applaud that. Because A, it is a step toward removing the penalties on those who are married, and B, it is a step toward supporting marriage, which is best for the next generation. Yes, a single parent is going to have a challenge in this, but there are other remedies available to the single parent. But those who are cohabiting without marriage and have children, this will be quite a hit on their pocketbook which, again, encourages marriage, which is, a, I believe, a good thing in our society. Properly developed and prepared marriages is a good thing. And so a tax system that encourages family structure, I believe, is good. And this one does undoubtedly encourage the family structure. And so I would strongly encourage that.
0: Yeah, Harry, it is interesting because for years and years, we heard the complaint that there was a marriage penalty. And many critics of this new tax plan are coming out and saying, whoa, this is not fair. There's now a penalty against people that are cohabitating that are not married. Yet at the same time, we see the family structure in certain demographics that there's an absentee of fatherhood and there's been correlations drawn together that that equals troubled young men that are growing up in our society.
1: Exactly. Let me navigate back to my statement. I'm grateful it encourages the family structure. It's no longer a penalty. There's now an incentive to marriage, which is better for the next generation, has been proven that children need fathers and mothers in their life, and they need the stability of a family, not two people cohabiting while it is convenient, and then they walk apart, and now kids don't have a family structure to be raised in, or people that it costs them to be married. When you get to the economic side, it is estimated that this will quote-unquote cost the government $1.5 trillion in the final analysis of revenue. But the government says in the dynamic scoring, it would actually end up in a positive. If you have a 1.8 increase in the GDP, and the revenue side of that will more than make up for the $1.5 trillion loss. Uh, we have already seen immediately upon the passage of this, dozens of company, I mean big-name companies, gave $1,000 bonuses to their workers, made certain promises, in some cases began the process of building new corporate structures that they were going to build overseas, and in some cases began the process of moving them back. They also created an incentive for the offshore money to be brought back, which is in the trillions and trillions of dollars. They also, because of the efforts of a couple of senators, such as Senator Langford and Senator Lee and Senator Rubio and others, they were able to restore the adoption assistance, which again is family friendly. Kids that don't have families, now there is help for those who go through the enormous price tag, which is anywhere from twenty to $50,000 to get through all the regulations for adoption. They, you know, their point is we can't remove the regulations because we want to make sure the kids get in good homes, but we can give some support, some tax relief to those who are going through that process. And that was put back in place as well. Another thing that was done, Tom, is that they doubled the amount before any tax is placed upon estate inheritance. I abhor the death tax. I think you've already taxed that money once. I don't think it's fair to tax it again. That's the government just saying, we've got the power to do it. We're going to get you money twice. There is a basic approval of the tax reform. But when you go and ask people, do they approve it on an individual basis, there is a negative response. I mean, It's almost two out of every three say, I don't like the tax package because it hurts me. Well, it does hurt people. Number one, fewer people are getting married. It does hurt them. Almost everybody loses some pet deduction that they had worked into their system. What they don't take the time to look at is yes, you can go to this simplified system now. Yes, you lost some deductions, but your rates are being lowered and these valid credits are being put into place. With the rates being lowered and these deductions and credits in place, what happens now is that actually you don't need to go to this intricate system of deductions. And by the way, you don't even need to. Hire as many tax lawyers and accountants as you used to either. From a Christian world and life view, I'm always for a limited government. Now People say, well, they didn't reduce spending. Tom, it has proven out under President Reagan, Republican, President Kennedy, a Democrat, when they went through this tax restructuring and reform, there was a drastic impact on the income of the government because of the increased activity economically. There is one view that the government deserves the money, and we'll see what we want to give you back. And by the way, there's a pie, and we need to cut it up, and the government ought to get the biggest cut so that it can redistribute wealth. The other group says, no, let's let people redistribute wealth. The government has certain functions, less tax to get those functions done. Otherwise, let's let people keep their own money. And when you do, not only do we not divide up the pie, the people will actually make more pies. So from a Christian world and life view, I support it because it's a step forward, not complete by any means, a step forward on limited government, affirming that people own their money, not the government, a step forward in supporting the family structure, A step forward in affirming something we desperately need, and that is the adoption ministry that our government ought to have in place. It is a step forward of simplification so that people can understand what's going on at least a little bit more clearly, more of us can understand. It is a step forward toward creation of wealth instead of redistribution of wealth. For those reasons, I would support what is being done. What I am hoping is it is going to be such a significant step forward that other things that need to be done will yet be done, and somehow out there there can be an effort to deal with the issue of budgeting, and dare I open up a box, and I am at the age that it's okay for me to open this box, the quote-unquote entitlement pieces, and I don't just see them as entitlement because people paid into Social Security. But I believe it would be fair to put a reform in that raises the age of receiving it commensurate with the rising age of life expectancy. It was established back in the 30s and modified once since then in light of life expectancy at one age. And that has clearly risen. And so I think it would be appropriate that people would begin to collect those things at a later date. So if nothing else, at least that would be a step forward in reining in the spending area. Now, speaking of the spending area, something that's going to affect the spending area, Tom, is the president's security speech. And let's take a look at that tomorrow.
0: We'll do that on Wednesday's edition of Today in Perspective. As we close out, let me remind you there are a number of great ways to stay in touch with Today in Perspective and Pastor Harry Reeder, but the best way is by downloading the Briarwood app. It is available through Google Play, the Windows Store, Amazon Apps, and the Apple App Store. Go to your favorite app store type in Briarwood PCA. You'll have access to this program as well as our five-minute daily devotional entitled Fresh Bread. Five minutes each day in the Scriptures with Harry, a great way to begin or finish out your day. Again, this app is yours at no cost. We'll do stop by again tomorrow, Wednesday, as we continue our conversation and as we apply a biblical worldview to put the issues of today in perspective.